Hey everybody, welcome back to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. I'm Logan, and here with me today, holding a grudge, is uh, Ozzy. You know, want to tell us about, uh, what? I guess is this a conflict of the fan bases that we're dealing with here? Um, I guess we can just go raw dogging into it. But honestly, I like grudges. They kind of keep me like alive. Like it's kind of what I use to get through my day. It's like some people wake up and they like to have coffee. Some people wake up and they do like cocaine. I just have grudges at all times. I I'm think just like you know what? Fuck that guy. I think you're one of those. Uh, I heard another pe person refer to it as "fuck you" energy. You're one of those people <laughs> where you take the little slightest slight and you're like. Fuck that guy. I'm going to fucking prove something to that fucking guy. Yeah. Pretty much. I, was yeah. I guess it's like a, a, a small way to say you got a chip on your shoulder or something like that. Yeah. Not really. I'm pretty much a relaxed guy, you guys. I'm just joking. Unless um, it comes to disc golf. I don't know. Shoot. No, nah, that's more of a always trying to improve situation where I'm not never really happy. But no, I mean, a good person would be Michael Jordan, for example, like. And I took offense to that. I mean, took offense to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't say offense to many things. I'm, I'm pretty chill. But but yeah, we're back. Um, we're still in the dog days of summer. I guess we, we're finally in the dog days of summer here, right? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm just kind of surprised. It hasn't been as hot lately, but that's because it's been raining. So Yeah, we've had a weird front. It's been kind of cool like this last few days and apparently all this week. So it's kind of nice. This is what people call in North Carolina as... False spring. Is this what False it is? fall. False me. fall, yeah. They're like, oh man, fall is coming. Because everyone's ready for the fall. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm so hyped for like pumpkin flavored stuff. I'm so hyped for, you know, like. College football. Well, no, yeah. fuck college football. Real football. A uh -huh. man's game. Uh -huh. Not just a bunch of pansies out there saying, I want to make money off of college who, football. Who would be a better quarterback? Uh, Goku or Luffy? You tell me. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I feel like Luffy would be the better quarterback. I actually think he would be. Yeah, he I mean, he's a team stretch. player. He's a captain. He can just stretch himself, right? Well, I meant just personality-wise, but yeah, I mean, if you take abilities-wise. Like I feel like Goku would be a better linebacker, though, because he would always be out to fight somebody. Well, that's the thing. Goku's out for his own. <laughs> Not that he's like, well, he is kind of selfish. I mean, he's yeah, been yeah, the yeah. worst dad of all anime shows in history. He just wants to hit somebody. That's what he wants. Yeah, and that's fun. You're right. It would be a great linebacker. He's like, let me have the guy with the ball. Let me beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass. But the reason Logan brings up Goku and Luffy in particular was because um, this is kind of what we were going back with, the grudge, I guess. And it's not really a grudge, but I digress. Um, mm. Just something that came up in my Twitter feed the other day, and yes, I use Twitter just for the memes and for these ridiculous type of uh, contents that I get. Um, I saw some dude who like just posted randomly and said that Luffy, his, the specific tweet was Luffy's Red Rock, which if people know Luffy's Red Rock, I guess is a signature move that he uses. Um, uh, not, be, it's, it's like a an adapted version of his like his like um, Gomu pistol, but it's just like apparently there's fire involved. Fire. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's more I to will, that story. There's probably more to how he got to that point to use that. But anyway, I'll be completely honest. I didn't know that this was no. a signature move. Um, well, I don't know if it's a signature move. It's just kind of like a signature move that he used. I didn't him. know this was a move that he used at all. Exactly. I, okay, anyway. so anyway, um, the tweet was apparently he said that Red Rock. The move by Luffy is more iconic than Goku's Kamehameha. And the only reason I even gave it any thought is because it kind of gained some traction between the fan bases, between the two. And I think uh, I think probably about 95% of people said, yeah, that's ridiculous. 
But the fact that there was even more than a, a minute percent of people that even thought that was real kind of blew my mind. So I just brought it up to Logan. And um, I mean, Logan, you made a good point about, you know. Well, the problem is, and I mean, we could have all kinds of debates. There's always a debate about something in anime. And I kind of like it. That's part of what makes anime interesting. I mean, they've got a whole YouTube channel about what's it called? Death battle where they just pick people from different oh, right. and fight each other. What would happen? What if I, yeah. But anyway, I mean, this isn't about, you got to look at the specific wording. This isn't about which series is more popular. This isn't about which move is stronger. This isn't a move about which is cooler. This is about what's more iconic. And you I guess the word iconic. Okay. And when I guess when I look at it, if you're saying like, okay, iconic, something that people look at and they know just, if you talk to a random person on the street, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that thing. Yeah, it stands yeah. above itself, right? It's yeah. like it's on its own. It's not just like associated with Goku or associated with Dragon Ball Z. It's just its own living thing to a point. Right. And so if I think of that, I guess my first thought, and this is what Ozzy, I guess, was getting at, is that like if you have to compare to something else to be like, this is more iconic than that, well, it's like, well, then you're given your baseline for iconic away. So in this case, if they're saying this move, uh, the whatever Red Rock is called, uh, is more is more iconic than the Kamehameha. Well, you you've already compared it to something yeah, that's the standard, that is right? like the standard of yeah. iconic. So you can't you can't then go back and be. It would have been like. Uh, Kamehameha is not as iconic as Red Rock. I guess then we could have like a discussion, but it. it Fair enough. Um, that, I, I, yeah, that can that can get a little touchy. I mean, that statement is mostly true. I mean, there are situations where you you finally do state it, and it is true. But I feel like unless it's like unanimously known that that's true, it's not true. Like, yeah, and and I think it's just the wording. Like you said, you can you can argue like, oh yeah, One Piece is better than Dragon Ball Z. I know many people who love One Piece who love who's probably when it comes to quality and the the story it might be better than Dragon Ball Z. That's fine. I'm not arguing that. It's just the con the way the context of the tweet was just more iconic and it was a move that I just did not know. Hey, I also don't list. I don't keep up with One Piece, but it's just that's not that's plainly false. I mean, that's just not even close. I mean, will at one point it. Could it be? Yes, probably so, because I understand that One Piece is almost in a different realm now with how as how successful it has been as a shonen and in pretty much everywhere, um, you know, Japan and all the world, and how it's gained traction and kind of maintained that popularity. That's another thing that makes it so popular, um, uh, so I guess so relevant that it's been popular for so long. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I just kind of chuckled at that. I thought it was funny to bring it up, especially because oddly enough they both have movies that are coming out this year uh dragon ball z just just dropped their dragon ball just dropped their superhero movie and then i think uh one piece just had red release as well soon i think sometime this month so i was just i was just thinking about those two things because we all know that dragon ball z impacted you know shonen anime mainstream especially in such a huge way right it's just like especially like even now like Today, I, they just revealed the um, the Dragon Ball Z and uh, Fortnite collaboration. Oh, like, boy. you don't see that. Like, you don't see that with One Piece. Like, you don't see that with anything else. Like, Dragon Ball Z is such a mainstay, such a iconic thing. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I guess I kind of want to talk more about those movies just because I don't know anything about either of them, but I am fascinated by the super movie just because I think it brings it back to bare bones. Well, I'm tired yeah. of I'm tired of hearing about Goku and his ever escalating scale of power creep. I kind well, of the, yeah, that's that's getting into the the mm-hmm. negatives or the the non the bad things of Dragon Ball Z. But, but I guess getting away from the other discussion, I guess my key point is I like that they're doing a movie with focus on Piccolo and Gohan, which is kind of a relationship that's been glossed over the past right <laughs> a couple hundred chapters of. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. DBZ, DB Super mixed together. Oh, yes. All of it. So, yeah. Uh, the new movie is uh, Dragon Ball Super, Superhero. Um, and it came out in Japan in April, I want to say. Uh, sometime in the middle of spring. And then it just it's being released worldwide this month in August. I believe it was released in the United States uh, this week or last week. Um, but it is a story that's centered around Piccolo and Gohan and Gohan's daughter Pan. So I think fans were refreshed to see that because surprisingly up until like the new during Dragon Ball Z and the hype of Dragon Ball Z when Gohan was given the appreciation that he deserved fans ate that shit up. Like yeah. they were ready to see someone else besides Goku. At that time we weren't like overly done with Goku and I don't think a lot of people were until Super but they were just excited to see that because, you know, Dragon Ball Z did have a lot of characters. Piccolo is very interesting. The fact that he had more involvement in, like, the early sagas was good, too. Um, so when we heard about that being more about the other characters and kind of giving a break to Goku and Vegeta, uh, people really enjoyed that. People were ready to see that. Um, it was refreshing, like I said. Um, and I think it's shown because I think the movie's done well everywhere. Um, and I, I'm, I'm hoping to see it soon. So Yeah, I'm very excited about the movie. Um I got sidetracked. <laughs> I sidetracked myself. Um, but yeah, going back to the original topic, like, not shitting on One Piece. I think One Piece is a good sh- story. Obviously, it's outsold Spider-Man, so a lot of people love it. But I do kind of wonder about the Ida, the um, iconization, I guess. Is there, like, a generational gap? Like, maybe we just think that way because we're older? I don't know. And it could be. I mean, obviously, Dragon Ball Z, the, 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 the hypeness of Dragon Ball Z has died off, or Dragon Ball as a franchise has died off, because I think the, the heyday for that was early 2000s, maybe late 90s. When it first started coming yeah, out on Toonami, yeah. Yeah, right. And I think that's when it blew up, and I think um, now, definitely One Piece, because it's gone on for so long, and because it stayed popular, like I stated earlier, I think uh, maybe newer generation and it doesn't necessarily maybe it is a different generation or maybe it's just someone who's a couple years younger uh, yeah they've experienced different things right so well and and i've also kind of thought of i'm also kind of wondering now about this would be a good topic for another day uh but i mean i'm kind of wondering about you know how is it going to affect younger people that they have to if they grow up they're going to have to read every 1,000 chapter of One Piece to catch up on the story, and I don't know that everybody's going to be willing to do that. No, you don't need yeah. to do that. So anyway, but yeah, I guess uh, that's all That's all a topic for another time. Uh, I'm glad we got us, warm, got us warmed up, but uh, uh, 
I think I think now I'm ready to talk about actual anime. So the anime, the actual anime, the relevant anime, right? Right, the anime of this season. Yep. So I guess we picked out uh, a few to see what we could watch. Um, I think we're actually going to end up probably dropping some of these, but. Uh, well, I know we we finished. I mean, we were caught up. I know I'm caught up with four, mm-hmm. and I think you're caught up with at least two, right? I'm caught up with one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so yeah, seven. I'm caught up on most of these. Okay, um, sounds good. Although uh, I'll be honest, like some of it just doesn't. I, I have to fill in the gaps with the fact that I read most of these as manga at one point. So yeah, well, that doesn't count. We're talking anime, son. It's the exact same story. No, we're not here to also talk about the story. We're here to talk about the adaptation because uh-huh. a couple right. of these, you know, there are adaptations that are new and, you know, but we'll get into it. But yeah, it's the 2022 uh, summer season. Summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had some pretty decent ones, I think, this year. I have been pleasantly surprised this whole past year. I think we had one bad season about two what was it, winter of 2021, or was it summer of 2021? But since then, like, we've been on a roll with anime. Summer, yeah. It was it was, it was a lull, and I think mainly because the season before that, which was winter, it was, the was so good. Well, it was, I think it was also they were coming off of COVID with all the oh, studios. Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, I would say everything they've hit on so far has been really good, and this one has not disappointed either. I don't know if there's anything – that's going to be mind blowing this season, but there's just a lot of generally very good shows. Yeah, there's. Uh, that's what I was going to say that too. I don't think there's anything that knocks it out of the park like crazy amount, and not yet. I feel like a couple of them could surprise me, um, but most of these are just a good uh, animes to get into. Um, it seems like there's a lot of good returning ones too. It seems like there's a lot of like returning. We unfortunately we didn't watch any of the returning ones. Um, well, we I watched I watched some of them, but. We're not talking about. Okay, it. we're not talking. Excuse me, but yeah. there are a couple do, do of them that are returning from like yeah. years, like uh, like year long breaks that people were really hyped for. Not just ones that came back after like six months or a year. We're made, talking like made 15, in abyss, like Overlord. Oh god, what was the other one that came back? It was uh, New Tokyo Mew Mew. Oh, Mew, that, that one came was... back. And then the other one that was gone for a while was a uh, Devil's uh, Part Timer. Oh yeah, I, I did catch some of that. Holy so, shit! So like, there's it's a weird season where it's like people are hyped for the for a lot of the returning stuff. There's some new adaptations there, but nothing like too crazy. It's just, uh, but it is overall. I think before we get into each one, I think it is a good season to continue. Um, definitely, there's a couple ones that I recommend. I know I've been recommending to a couple buddies. Um, so yeah, we're excited to talk about it. Well, and I guess the other thing that I, I like about it before I get into our first one is this is also a season where you can find something for anybody. You just got to find the right kind of one to match your Especially pace. if you like isekais and they're really mid-isekais. Because really, really, who doesn't love isekais? Um, speaking of... No, I'm not, I'm not giving you a high five. I'm <laughs> fucking raising my hand. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Isekai. I don't like Isekai. Speaking of Isekai, uh, I appreciate that you didn't leave me hanging, though. All right, we're going to talk about Reborn Pharmacist or Isekai Yoku? Yoku. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yoku. 
I've got the picture here. Ozzy, I assume you've seen this already. Oh, yes. Nice little... Uh, actually, they're pretty fairly uh, covered women. Yeah. I mean, they do an all right job, I guess. Uh, there's definitely some... There's definitely some etchy scenes, but for the most part, it's not about the sex, which is a very different taste from the next two. But anyway, um, Reborn Pharmacist, so I knew this one was coming for a while because I like the manga. God, you never hear that from me ever before, that I like the manga of something. Um, Basically, the the plot is there's a doctor who is – he cures some – incurable disease but in the process of doing so he basically works himself to death and when he wakes up he's been reading i mean but he did the thing i guess there's no truck that's true um yeah what is truck coon gonna do for his job he's not getting paid this week uh gonna have to go home to the kids they're gonna be so sorry tall good truck (laughs) anyway um, but yeah, and he gets reincarnated in kind of like a medieval time. It's kind of, it's a strange collab because it's medieval time, but they do have magic, but they still believe in like phrenology and stuff like that. If you know what I'm talking about, where they're like, ah, oh, you've got like, you, you got a fever. Let's put some leeches on you. You know? <laughs> like, ah, yeah. yeah. So like stuff. stuff, stuff like that. Um, so I mean, the basic plot is, I mean, he comes in and obviously he knows all this stuff is crazy, but he's also reincarnated in the body of a child. So it's kind of him trying to convince people to how to help each other and treat these diseases properly, but also deal with, you know, the fact that the church isn't fond of that and the people don't really understand it and all this other things. But I mean... I, I really like this story because, in a weird way, it does kind of relate to an idea that is kind of prevalent right now, which is the whole, like, holistics are bad, okay? <laughs> Stop fucking doing that to your kids or whatever. Well, unfortunately, yeah. that shouldn't be something that's real right now, but it, it's, still, but it, we're, but it's we're living in this day and age, and it's still okay to be like, you know, I don't trust the doctors, man. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That science seems kind of sketchy. The sign, they literally... They Facebook literally, told me that that sign is not okay. Literally comes up. But anyway, I, I like that it, this deals in it with it in a family-friendly way, and it's also kind of more reasonable, oddly enough, than the real world where you're able to kind of work with people. And I think it's generally... There's a lot of bad stuff that happens, but for the most part, it approaches it in a lighthearted manner where you don't have to worry about everybody dying every five seconds so yeah i mean it's, so did you watch the anime yes so how is it i think it's good um the animation is solid uh especially the action scenes which i know you so wouldn't expect there to you be have to explain that to me what kind of action are we seeing out of a pharmacist is he throwing needles at patients or something so he doesn't really do sexy yeah his actual pharmacist stuff but you know there is magic and Part of him being, like, I guess reincarnated is he has the ability to essentially use magic. And I guess that entails, but since he has a knowledge of chemicals and atoms, he, like, it's basically the way he describes it. He's, like, doing chemistry in the air, I I guess, essentially. So, yeah. Um, And, yeah, people try to fight him and stuff, but 
So it does. There are some fight scenes. It's not completely sitting around in bed. Although there are also scenes where he just has to do straight science. Um, it's kind of fascinating. It's an interesting balance of the two. Um, I yeah, I was very impressed with some of the action scenes. They do some good stuff with the art. And obviously, I mean, you've seen the character designs. Yeah. I think they do a good job of adding to the expressions and kind of letting you in on what the characters are thinking. It's very clean, very well drawn. I I like it. I, I mean, definitely... I like the premise of the story. It was one that I wanted to, wanted to like take some time to maybe look into getting into, um, mainly because I'm very apprehensive when it comes to Isekais, but this premise is a little bit more intriguing than just being your ordinary adventure kind of Isekai, right? It's like, oh, yeah, it is an Isekai. Normal Isekai guy gets, you know, put into a different world, but it has to do with medicine and magic, and he's applying his knowledge, which I've said before that as long as the character who keeps their knowledge can use that, that makes it more interesting than just a dude who gets to restart his life. So right. he's using this knowledge to better his environment, to better the availability of, of medicine for the people around him. I think that's an interesting premise. So. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely... It does kind of devolve as the story goes on if it matches up with what the manga does. But so far, I've been really pleasantly surprised. I like it. It's a great adap- adaptation. The art's clean. Story's good. Uh, I would definitely say this one is probably going to... Cr- crawl its way up the lists as the season goes on. So I think this one, this is a pretty good one to check out if you're vaguely interested in it. Next up, we've got uh, The Maid is Suspicious, or The Recently Hired Maid is Suspicious. Um, I don't know the Japanese name of this one. So here you go, Ozzy. There's the, uh, I'm showing Ozzy the screen art. Didn't they already make some kind of anime where there's a big titty mate? I feel like this is already a thing. I honestly feel like you would enjoy this because this is like basically the same story as Nagatoro. So I I feel like you would enjoy this. But yeah, no. The premise is basically uh, the young master, the little guy with the blonde hair, uh recently hired a maid to assist him because uh, basically his parents passed away. Lilith. Lilith. And he's living on his own. So, um, and basically she likes teasing him with certain things, I think, because he thinks she's suspicious. So I think like the first gag is like she's making something and he's like, I don't know, I get really, you know, I get really excited when she's around. She must be putting something in my cup. And he's, and she's like, oh, yes, I'm definitely putting something in your cup. And blah, blah. She's putting, like, a magic in it. And it's like, and she, and he, and and then she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And he's like, I knew it. There's no way you would make my heart beat so fast and blah, blah, blah. And all this cutesy stuff and basically turns it. And then she gets embarrassed. And that's basically the gap over and over and over again. Oh, nice. <laughs> so there you go. Um, it's a cute story. It's very much dependent on the relationship between the maid and the master. I just worry because this is kind of like a cute comedy. So if cuteness doesn't bite for you, again, it's just going to be the same gag. Run its course. Over and over and over again. Frankly, I think the art's really good looking. They do a good. good yeah. They do a good job on the character designs, and the backgrounds are actually I've been very impressed by, at least so far. Um, but 
that's really all I got to say. I think this one is probably going to be a drop for me, not because I don't find it interesting, but because, you know, I think as it goes on, it's just, it's going to lose some of its charm. And I don't think there's enough to keep me involved in that one. All right. So we're out of the woods of the ones you haven't watched. Yep. Moving on to some of, I think the rest of them I have watched. Oh, besides the, um, the, the second. Engage Kiss. All right. Oh, and X is my staff. Too. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the next one. So Ozzy, do you want to tell us about Vermeil and Gold and how it's definitely not using sex appeal to attract new viewers? God. So, yeah, the, the next uh, anime we chose to, to kind of talk about was Vermil and Gold. Uh, this is one that you said that you were kind of looking forward to this season. Um, so the the basis is it's set in a world where there's uh, a mad, I guess like an academy of, magi- of a magic academy. There's a magic school. Magic yeah. school. And uh, main yeah. character is this, uh, I guess, like very well-versed, may, I guess, uh, student. And unfortunately, the one thing you can't do is uh, summon a familiar, which is just kind of like a, a buddy who is like a, either a, a character or some kind of creature that, you know, can fight with him. Um, and that's like one of the tests he has to pass to move on to the next year. And he unfortunately can't do that. Well, lo and behold, secret, secret plot no jutsu. Turns out he can. Um and yeah, he but he's able to, the problem is he's just so powerful. He's so overpowered that he actually turns off all familiars. But he found this one book, was able to summon a demon. So happens to be that this demon is like kind of like a succubus kind of situation she's thing. Basically a succubus. Yeah, she's yeah. a big titty lady who essentially loves feeding off people's mana. And just happens to be that this main character has a ton of mana. And she loves getting all into that man. So Alto is his name, Alto Goldfield. Um, and uh, the demon, I think her name is Vermeil. That's why Vermeil and yeah. Gold. Uh, she's a demon that was that was uh, sealed. He released her, and it's pretty much his story and, from there. I think and, his his main mission was for him to become like the one of the most powerful and well respected mages, essentially. And there's other you know key tropes that are associated with anime. There's a all-powerful student council. There's a childhood friend who is secretly in love with the main character. There's all these assholes who are bullies because they don't understand how strong the main character is. Correct. Yeah. There's so... a lot of tropes. And I think I watched, I'm just going to be upfront. I watched three episodes and not because I ran out of time, mainly because I just did not have the patience or the interest to watch any more of it. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. I don't think there's anything interesting about it. The premise is pretty straightforward. Uh, the world building is not that great. Um, I don't think they do a great job of like really making you interested in the magic that they use. Um, up until episode three, I wasn't that impressed with the animation when it came to magic. Um, like I think episode three was when they fought. They actually fought against uh, uh, Dragon Lady. The, no, yeah. they fought against the. That's episode four. Oh, they fought, they fought against, against the, the dog, president. Severus, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the three headed dog, and when they did that, Vermeil actually used like her magic for once, and it was like some like like horn demon silhouette thing that came up in the sky. It looked pretty cool, but that was literally like three seconds, and that was it. Other than that, the magic they use is like elemental magic, but it's pretty plain and bland. Um, and then I think the story is just it's, it really does kind of 
play into the fan service where it's like, oh, you know, this guy, like, he's a magician, but his familiar needs to essentially have some kind of romantic relation with him to keep. Yeah, and has to follow like, him connection. around everywhere. Yeah, uh, and then, like she's like really, really, you know, voluptuous. She's got big titties. Um, very skimpy, un- short dress, unrealistically, and you know whatever. That's you know sometimes yeah. anime plays on that trope, but outside of that, like the other characters aren't that interesting either. Her, like you said, the the secondary character was like his best friend who's in love with him. She's pretty straightforward and bland too, just kind of like off the cuff, like just like um, just straight, like obviously in love with him. It's not even like she's being like surprising about it and somehow he's like completely oblivious to it obviously yeah man this is an anime protagonist so as you it's it's just so many tropes and it's just kind of bland nothing stood out to me uh besides the boobs and to me that's not enough to keep me engaged (laughs) it's hard not to god um so i i can understand why people like it because i think it's a show where you can just kind of turn your turn your brain oh it's absolutely yeah yeah. just be like ah this is funny ha you know this is have all this has all the things that and that bland that like generic anime should have and there's big titties to make me happy yeah so i mean i was i gotta say i mean this one spiked on uh reddit recently as far as the popularity polls i think it went up it basically went up from not even being on the charts to going really high and i will say i think it turned it at least takes a turn um around episode three from being just purely sand service to starting to be like oh, okay we're gonna actually have some real story and some real drama here but yeah it's a it's a struggle um because I guess just so much of the focus is based around the main character and the uh, demon girl. None of the other characters are really that interesting. So it's all the contingent on like their relationship. And I don't think the main character gets a lot of like, not screen time, but I guess he doesn't get a lot of progress until probably after the fourth episode. Where it starts building up this, like, oh, okay, yeah, we know what he wants, but where's his actual drive? And now he's kind of starting to get in motion. But I guess this is one of those shows where I think if you give it a chance, you might find it interesting. But at the same time, it's just really hard to get past the fan servicey and the tropes and the everything else. So, again, I get why this one is popular but I'm also kind of uh, mixed, got mixed emotions about it. I want to see where the story goes, so I'm going to keep watching. But, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know how to feel about this one. And I'm not going to blame anybody for not watching it. So. Yeah, this is a must. This is a definite drop for me. I Like I said, I could barely get through the third, fourth episode. And, um, again, if, you, if you're interested in it, hit it up. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, it's just it's just not for me, you know. Well, and then this brings me into my next one, which is X is my my ex is my step my stepmom's daughter, daughter is yeah. my ex. Yeah, one. Yes, I just called it X is my step for short. But point 
I, that one is has been high on Reddit since it started, and I'm just starting to think that maybe Reddit's a bunch of perverts. I don't fucking know. You're just starting to think. Why yeah. did you think we signed on? <laughs> like that's that's like a must. Like if you're so, not a pervert, then you're not on Reddit. I watched the first episode, and it was literally just a comedy of the Pornhub topic of like. Oh, stepbrother, what are you doing? Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's what people were, were really excited for because, like, I think it's playing on that trope and it knows that it is and the title suggests that it is. And it's like, so what are we going to actually get out of that? Like, the, we know that it's not going to be what I think our perverted minds are going, are wanting or seeing. Um, and from what I've heard other people talk about and from what I'm gathering from this anime, it's turning out to be more of a wholesome situation than uh, a dirty situation. I mean, you say that. I The first episode was very dirty. I guess there was a little bit of wholesome. They got to hook you somehow. Yeah, right. They have a whole scene where the stepsister's just like... Oh, I'm just going to sit down here next to you in this towel. Oh, God. And then, it, you know, stuff happens. But anyway, so, like, I, I don't – I I just struggle. Maybe it's just my taste. I don't find that stuff comedic because it just seems so – I'm not even going to say ridiculous. It just seems so dumb. It's like there's, there's no <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, I have other outlets for this. I know how this ends up. They end up banging. She gets caught in a laundry thing or she gets caught <laughs> under her couch. Like, I understand how this goes. Stepsister, stepbrother, stepmom. It's all the same show. I know how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, this is just an auto drop. Um, and maybe somebody will say something that convinces me otherwise. But from what I saw, this is purely smut and I don't I don't <laughs> understand it. Well, I know that from the beginning, I was not interested. Like the premise, not interested at all. Not that it's a bad premise. Like it literally is just like they they used to be together, but they're not. And now their parents are married or yeah. right, they're married. So they are step step siblings. It's just they've had a past, and I guess maybe still have a future. It's kind of a weird situation. Maybe it's really like if you've like it's not like it hasn't happened before. I, I guess it could happen. It's not unrealistic. I mean, there's nothing wrong about it. They're Technically, not. No, they're not related by. They're blood. not related by blood. God, how many up. times have we heard that one? Jesus. So, but yeah, I just. I don't understand the wholesomeness. Like, I, I hate it when people argue, like, oh, but it, it turns out to be wholesome. It's like, does it, though? I think you're just covering up your perverted taste. But anyway, or maybe just people are able to turn a better blind eye to it than I am. All right. Anyway, next up on the list, Engage Kiss. So this one's awfully similar to an, another anime that we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. But... Engage Kiss is basically the premise is there. <laughs> this is kind of how the show starts. There's this couple and they're very poor. Um, and it turns out that the guy is a demon hunter and the girl is a demon. And the guy also works with his ex. So basically it's like a love drama and they fight demons on the side. Um, love triangle, baby. Love triangle with demon fighting. Um, I was actually kind of surprised there was a little bit more emotion into it. I guess I kind of like that it made them feel real in the sense that they are struggling with their place in the world. Like, obviously, they're poor and they're dealing with that. And 
Uh, the dude's dad is an ass, and there's all kinds of other like weird problems that you would not see in a relationship. But I guess my main thought about this one is it's a very straightforward anime. Like you know what you're signing up for with this one, even though like the character, the world is deeper, maybe slightly deeper than you realize. The characters are basically what they show. Like the girl's a demon who's in love with the guy. The guy is just trying to find a way to scrape by, kill demons, and, you know, kind of live his life. And then the guy's ex is, like, obsessed with him for whatever So it's reason. a harem. Basically. Oh, God. But, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a mystery in there with whatever the deal is with the guy's dad, because he's also the mayor of this demon-infested town. But um, for the most part... It's a pretty straightforward action, comedy, romance kind of show. I liked it because it was just, it was simple enough. Um, the action scenes were really good. I I thought the art was okay, although, uh, honestly, they kind of, I think they really make good use of the shading effects on this. Like, all the action I've seen so far has been, like, in the dark uh, somehow. Um so I don't know how I feel about that. But well, I will say that's one of the reasons I didn't pick this up. I honestly thought the the art seemed kind of like, I don't know, like edgy. It wasn't my style. I don't know. It, that was just the promo stuff. But uh, just based off the the description and the premise, or not the premise, but the, the promos, like I wasn't too excited for this. Uh, I haven't picked it up. I don't think I will. Um I, it was between this one and I think our next one when I sat down and said, oh, which ones am I going to get into? And they were both very similar premise. Uh, not premise, but I guess like, I guess. Yeah, no, I would say that the, the premise the, is a little different, but what they offer, which is action and then some interaction between action, like, like a duo com- action and a little bit of comedy and a little bit of character development. Yeah, I which, guess. I guess most things, but it, it is kind of like an action-y like. Not necessarily like straightforward. Like I didn't know what engage kiss based off of what they said. Like what kind of action are we looking at? Same thing with this next one. But well, I guess, and I guess that's my other point. When we go into the next one, engage kiss, even the action's kind of straightforward. It's not a lot of crazy strategy or anything. They go and they punch each other, and they go in straight lines and they fight. It's it's not super crazy. If there is a strategy, it's usually a pretty straightforward one. There's nothing super insane going on there. So I like it, but it's definitely one of those where you turn your brain off and you're just like, well, this is cute. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Next one up. Ozzy, this is probably your hype one. So go ahead and tell us about Licorice Recoil. Yeah, Licorice Recoil. Um, so this is one I I can't remember if I said I was hyped for it at the beginning of the season. I do, I do remember looking at it and saying, oh, you know, this could be interesting. Um, but I did start it and I was pleasantly surprised. Like I, I did not expect it to be as, I guess, as fleshed out and as interesting as it is because I'm not gonna lie. The, the promos are like, Oh, there's two girls and the premise is there's two girls or this, this secret society of girls that protect Japan. I think it's Japan or whatever world they're in. Yeah, whatever they, they the keep, They keep them safe country. from, like, yeah. outside threats or inside terrorist threats by just, like, getting rid of these threats. And it's, like, full-on, like, secret agent situations where these girls just, like, I think eliminate the, threats. The, the implication on the, like, the header for Crunchyroll basically lists it as, like, 
they solve any problem. So it's not just like terrorist threats. Like they mentioned, like if you got a zombie problem, they solve it. And I'm like, what? I don't think we've seen any zombies yet. Uh, no, but yeah. yeah so. I mean, in general, it's just this organization called the DA uh, Direct Attack. Um, and apparently all these girls are orphan girls. So there's, there's more to the story, but it's, uh, it turned out to be, a kind of like a, like a straight action kind of like thing. Um, and so far I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we have these two main characters, uh, Chisato and, uh, what was her name? Uh, Chisato and, give me a second, Takina, um, who end up becoming like these two opposites that have to become a duo. Uh, Chisato is the main, I would say the uh, bona fide main character who's kind of like a bubbly, like off the wall, like but not by the books at all, like go with the flow kind of character. And uh, she is like the pink haired kind of like, you could tell she's that character, right? They, they, drew, they drew her and like animated her that way. And her partner who ends up having to be forced to be with her uh, just due to some issues uh, that kind of deal with the plot. Uh, talking to, she's more of your like by the book, like a little bit more of uh, what's it called, uh, um, like rigid character. Um, and at first, I think my biggest complaint to start with was uh, I was hoping that she wouldn't turn into the like edgy kind of like maybe like I guess to keep the opposite going that she wouldn't be open. But they finally did get her to a position where she's a little bit more comfortable with her situation. Uh, so she's still more straight laced and very by the book and it makes for a good like chemistry between two, right? Like it's a good opposite. They still work together well. Um, so I think that's the biggest highlight is the tag team duo of Chisato and Takina. I think that's what I think everyone likes to go to every week. They're like, Oh, I'm excited to see how they interact, how they're growing as a group, as a duo. And, uh, that's just the main characters. Uh, when you start getting into the story, it gets a little bit more intriguing because, um, you, you start talking about, like, I guess, obviously there's some terrorist activity going on, but there's, like, an underlying, like, agenda between what seems to be multiple leaders that may seem like double-crossing right now. Uh, it seems like a double-agent kind of thing is going to happen, um, and we're not really sure where it's going. Like, we could have anything just all of a sudden happen, and in the more recent episodes, I think there's only seven episodes at the moment. I've seen six. Um, they've really dialed up the action when it comes to like the gravity of it. Like yeah. up until now it's been like, oh yeah, randoms have died or, oh, it's just been terrorists that died. But now they're actually having like people from the good squad die like, like for no reason. Not like, oh, they were in the middle of battle. No, like they were sending a message kind of situation and it's been severe. So it's like up the ante. So it's, it's getting to a point where it's getting, it, the, the plot is driving the story. Yeah. Well, I think... Again, we talked about how similar this is to kind of engage in a lot of ways. Well, first off, I like that there's no straight up romance. I mean, obviously, there's no romance at all. Obviously, there's some like teaching the black haired girl whose name I refuse to remember, but I assume is talking to talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Where she's there's like basically teaching her to kind of like live a life where it's like there's no point being stuck up all the time. Just because, you know, you got to be the best of the best. You might as well enjoy your life while you can. Yeah, yeah. she had like a severe dedication to the yeah. uh, the organization. And, you know, I guess with her being exiled from the group for a while, it kind of like 
their true colors were shown, and she was like, hey, I, I don't need to take this as seriously anymore. Right. Um, Which I think is kind of like the point of them kind of being in a group. Um, and I guess my thought first, I, I like that it's more like her learning how to live because I think there's that's a less broached topic. But also what I like about it is Licorice, unlike Engage, puts a lot of characterization into their action scenes. Like, I feel like whoever was storyboarding this actually thought about, like, okay, so we know this girl's really bubbly and show-offish. How would she kill a person? Versus how would Takina kill a person? Someone who's just, like, very direct and, like, I'm just going to do whatever I got to do to get the job done. I think yeah, there's that scene where she pulls out the giant gun and yeah, just, just, like... like, straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, and that's another yeah. topic that's, that's, that's a highlight of the anime. The action. The action's done very well. Uh, it's a lot of, like like going with the whole spy kind of secret agent stuff. There's a lot of shooting. There's a lot of weapons, a lot of like uh, teamwork and they do it. A, they do a good job. Even like the normal day to day thing to be, because you're right. They do, they do almost everything. This organization, they don't just like stop terrorism. Like literally one episode was them like babysitting some dude. Yeah. They just, just like making sure that he was yeah. safe and being bodyguards. And even then, like they found a way to make that action filled and like the action itself was it seemed well thought out. Uh, it was entertaining, um, and the gunfights have been really great. Uh, even between, like, like, there was one where they had it in between, like, the uh, the girls, the licorice girls. Um, like, it was just, like, a practice thing. They made that. That, that was really great because you did get to see each of their own style, like yeah. you were saying. I think that was the highlight of that episode where I remember you got to see that was like, really good Takina one. and her method of going kind of straight for it, just kind of getting it over with, and then maybe uh, – uh, what's her name? Chisato being a little bit more playful with her opponent, kind of like being bubbly with them, like how she is. So yeah, I, it is. I think, like I said, it's very well done, very well fleshed out. The animation's great. Uh, I think the story's starting to ramp up. That was my biggest complaint to start with was that um, not complaint. It was just like I was waiting for the story to pick up, and I think they were just trying to set up the duo and get their relationship set, and then start the the drama which yeah. will drive the, i think the second half of the season and uh i think this is an original story too so again i'm hype on original stories i think it allows for maybe some more flexibility and a little bit more of the surprises for us in store so i'm excited to see where it goes uh, this is definitely one of my higher recommendations for people because it has a lot of action if you're into cute girls kind of doing cute things this kind of meets that because, yes, there is a cute dynamic between uh, Takina and Chisato. Like, they do a good job of, like, ending every other episode or having majority of their interactions being, like, cute and, and good, you know, I guess in a, in, a, in a playful situation. Even though they are out there shooting and killing people, like, it, yeah. the, the dichotomy there, it's, it's not, like, all dread and, like, well, you know. Well, like, uh, compared to, I mean, I guess... Okay, again, going to Engage. Engage is just so straightforward. Licorice, I would kind of compare, not in terms of scope, but for the action, I would kind of compare it to Black Lagoon, if you've ever seen that one, where it's like, okay, they could just be having the shootout in the middle of the you know, street and just you know shooting at each other. But no, they go through the extra details of being like, how is this person going to go into cover while getting shot at versus... How is this person going to deal with the fact that like that guy's got to reload really quickly? So this is my chance to yeah. take advantage of it. So I guess my point is 
Like licorice is one of those stories where it's like, okay, from a storyboard standpoint, there's not a whole lot. It's honestly pretty straightforward. It's this unique organization that does really cool jobs for people, which you've seen a million times, but the studio is putting a lot of effort into it. The art's great. The action is very well thought out and the characters are pretty interesting. So I think this is one that you definitely got to check out if any of that resonates with you. Yeah, so. I think it's definitely one. And it's it's done by A1 Pictures, who most famously have done Sword Art Online. So if you're into that, the animation is very similar to that. Uh, very fluid. Um, like I said, the action scenes get a good good justice. Um, I think other big names that they've done, they've done Erased. They've done uh, the, what's it called? Uh, the Seven Deadly Sins. Um, that's just the ones I've seen as well. Oh, they did uh, Kaguya-sama, so... Yeah, they did the, uh, what's the one with the girl in the zero one in the robot? Uh, Darling in the Frogs. Yeah, so there you go. All right, um, so anyway, lovely stuff. Moving on, next up we've got uh, Yakuza Babysitting. So Yakuza's, The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Yakuza's Babysitting. Guide to Babysitting, my apologies. So It's just our shorthand. This one I'm actually kind of digging so far. I mean, it is a slow story-oriented kind of anime, but I think that's the intent. It's uh, basically uh, the boss of a Yakuza gang brings back his daughter, I guess, which, I'll be honest, I know there's a reason. I missed out. I think, like, her mom died, and there was some reason that she was away, but uh, uh, anyway, I don't remember the whole details. The story, well, yeah. that, that part is, her, his mom is sick. She's in a coma. Um... And I think she, he brought his daughter back to stay with him now that she's a little older. I think she was with his aunt, her yeah. aunt. The, the but she wants, he wants to keep her safe. But obviously it's kind of a crazy thing for a little girl to be hanging out with a bunch of Yakuza. But this is actually, despite you know being Yakuza, this is actually a pretty whole, wholesome anime with a lot of very good comedy and uh, plenty of slapstick worked in uh for yeah sure. i'm i'm actually pleasantly surprised because um i think the the main thing that you may have missed about that is uh the main character is actually one of the subordinates um his like left hand guy who is his like uh what what you would call it like his his like muscle yeah he's like they call him the demon of a uh, sakura guy sakura sakuragi which is the name of the yakuza family uh, but apparently he's just the guy who like gets the dirty work. You know, if he needs to show people that they don't mess around, he does it, and he, you know, he loves it. Uh, so that's why they call him the demon. But I guess at some point the his boss is like, "Hey, I need you to do something else now. I need you to take care of my daughter." And she is like a what well, I would say probably five years old, six years old. Got, she's in school. So. She's she's got to be in like kindergarten or something. Yeah, seven year old. Right. Seven seven year old. So yeah, okay. he takes care of the seven year old called uh, Yaike. Yaika. She just seems so small for being. She seven. does seem super small. But maybe that's just the art style. I have no yeah. idea. So yeah, I mean, it's just literally him taking care of her. I mean, he's just the bodyguard slash you know anything she needs. Make sure that she's safe getting to class. Make sure that she's safe getting back. Make sure that you know she's enjoying herself. Um, and yeah, I'm actually pleasantly surprised at how wholesome it is. Um, it's, it's become kind of an episodic thing. I was expecting more of a story, but it's become more of a slice of life, um, where it's just like every episode is kind of a different thing. Um, there is some underlying story that's starting to flesh out, but like what episode four or five was them like, um, 
like just like the underlings of the Yakuza boss, finding ways to make money. They're oh, just yeah. like, oh, we're running out of money. That's the live stream. Yeah, mode. and they're like, oh, we need to get into live streaming. That's all the rage now. Because like, as <laughs> as much as they're yakuzas, this is the most tame, uh, like yakuza thing you'll see. Like, there's very little like aggressive things in this anime so far. Like, yeah, the main demon guy, yeah, he beats people up, but the day to day yakuza stuff, they do show the yakuza boss almost every episode. He's very just like calm natured. He's like, let's take care of the family. You know, our family is important. If we have to do stuff, they haven't really shown any of the underlying Yakuza stuff. Um, but I think the most like damage they've done is just kind of like protecting people. Like uh, the demon guy, uh, the main character, he's had to like, you know, kind of beat up on people who were disrespecting their territory. And by disrespecting, it was like they were just being like legitimately disrespectful to the clients and people with like a yeah. Yeah, I, I will say if you're looking for like a negative interpretation of the Yakuza, this ain't it. Because these guys are apparently just sweet as punch. Uh, yeah, so far. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what we're getting into with it. Maybe it'll get to a point where it's a little bit more like, you know, obviously it's a gang. Like, you think that there would be some negative, like some... I, I think they're going leaning hard in on the wholesome. wholesome. So I don't that's fine. think they're going like, to do that. I, That's not a negative on my part. I'm just letting you know, like, there's no, like, aggressiveness in this story at all so far. Um, like I said, the main character is about as aggressive when he needs to beat up and show off the muscle. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just kind of funny because you go from this guy who's always about beating people up and being the muscle to being this caretaker for this seven-year-old who the seven-year-old is another highlight of the story. She's very, um, she's, she's not like bubbly and popular. She's like, not like what you would think with like Anya. Like when you think of like popular little kids, like right now, the big thing is Anya. Like, oh yeah, she's outspoken. She's like bubbly. She's weird she's no this this girl's the opposite she's very reserved she's very thoughtful uh she kind of like waits and asks questions she's very like inquisitive and uh i still think she's a good character i think she's got good personality um she's not just there for cute moments which she does provide a lot of um i think she's they they draw her up as a very uh good character who kind of drives growth between characters uh, it's not, like I said, it's not just there for props, right? Yeah, it does feel like the rest of the cast is growing with her because yeah. obviously she's got her reasons for being the way she is given the family she's grown up in. So it's kind of interesting to watch both her develop and the characters around her grow. And yeah, this has actually turned into one of my favorite shows, honestly. Just yeah. Because it's, it's just so sweet, I guess. I yeah, the know. Q factor is definitely is definitely nice. It's there. I like the characters. I like that there's a cute factor, but there's also that, like, not just all always wholesome. Like, there's still the Yakuza part where the guys, like, have their, like, manly, like, interactions. And they also have, like, their Yakuza interactions, too. Like, there was that one episode where they had to deal with a dude who was being an asshole. Like, it wasn't aggressive, but it was, like, it's a break from all the cuteness. But at the end, he came back and there was a cute moment. Like, yeah. it's a good mix, right? Um, I think my biggest complaint with it is just, I will say, I wasn't... I thought there would be more of a uh, adjustment period for the main character, uh, the demon guy, because he went from being this, like, they played him off as this, like, really, like, into, like, beating people up demon guy, and then next episode, he's like, oh, I love this girl. And I yeah. really thought there would be, like, an adjustment period where he would be like, you know, it takes it, it took me a minute to be a little bit more sensitive. Not necessarily that he would be aggressive with the daughter, would- with the girl, but I, I feel like he would have to 
take some time to understand I, how to read a seven-year-old. I would agree because it, it's kind of almost like if this was a different genre of a show, you would almost call him two-faced because it's like he flips on the coin's edge because I think in the first episode, even though he's being sweet to her, he like will play a game with her and then he'll go run off and like beat up somebody else and then run back and be okay, like, so yeah, that yeah. Was one episode. But they yeah. the next episode, they're best friends. Yeah, but it's just like, but it's just like, yeah, it's like when he's with her, everything's sweet and bubbly. Yeah. Or, well, sweet and bubbly. Um, but yeah, and then whenever he's not with her, he's just like back to his normal self. And it's just like, I don't know if that's what they're going for. It feels like there's a lack of depth there. Yeah, and I think even by yeah. episode four or five, he was starting to meet, he was starting to see some of his older friends and they were like, oh, you've changed. And it just seemed like it was, a, it took, it was too quick. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't doubt that he could do that. Uh, I mean, they did a good job of like showing his, his, some of his bringing, his like upbringing and like, oh, there's a reason why he's not, you know, just a demon kind of situation. But it just seemed all a little too quick for me. Like it's all of a sudden, it just felt like I missed like three episodes. Yeah. And I would have appreciated a, another chunk of a little arc where he's like trying to understand the girl better. Like I understand that he would do anything for his boss. So he would. You know, it's not like he would say no. Like, he immediately said, yes, I'm down. I'm going to do this as my number one job. And I'm going to, I will do it because he respects his boss that much. And I like that aspect. Or maybe but even, I, like, a period where she has to understand that, like, even though he's trying to be really nice for her, he's still actually, like, a really not great person. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know if the other way works as well because she is seven years old. Yeah. I think maybe it'll get to a point where she realizes what he's done before. Maybe. I don't know. But from his end, I thought there would be more of an adjustment period. But again, that's just one thing that was like, I was like, oh, we're just getting straight into wholesome. And that's fine. If you go into it thinking, oh, this is, you know, my, you know, my slice of life kind of situation. I think you're going to enjoy this because there's a lot of wholesomeness and a lot of like episodic stuff. Gotcha. I mean, I agree. I'm definitely going to say check it out. But it, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, definitely, definitely check out. He's got a he's got some holes. Huh? All right, next up. So the one my girlfriend hates and that you're pretty fond of, uh, Uncle from Another World. So this is like a reverse isekai. Uh, this is uh yeah, I mean it's just an isekai with it's it's an isekai new game plus. Yeah, I guess basically. So um, this uncle of this guy, I guess, without getting too crazy, uh, gets hit by. What, he got hit by a truck? No, he didn't get hit by a truck. Yes, he did get hit by a truck. Oh, he got He did. He did get hit by a truck. I thought that was like a fake out. No, his, the fake out was, the oh. fake out was the first episode where his cousin, where the Takafume, the main character, was going to go see his uncle that had just been, that had just woken up. Oh, and yeah. And he's like, oh, he's going to get hit by a truck because, oh, yeah, this is an isekai. It is, but it's not this kind of isekai. Yeah, but anyway, so. His he, uncle who went into the coma was hit by a truck. So anyway, regardless, the uncle... Got sent into a coma after getting hit by a truck. Three years later, wakes up, and it 17. turns... Whatever. Um, wakes up, and it turns out that he, he says he was transported to another world, and lo and behold, he's got all of his magical powers from the other world. Yeah. And... But this guy is a brazen otaku who is just more so... Other than using his powers, he's much more interested in catching up on all the, like, stuff that he's missed with the console wars and, like, what the hell is going on yeah, with the internet. This guy's a weird dude. This guy is a very strange and person. And honestly, it's not even, like, super strange. I mean, it honestly is just, like, a otaku, maybe, like, a neat. He's probably a neat. 
I guarantee you he was if if he because st- like they he, talked about him like he was useless uh, when the nephew came. I'm to trying to remember him. what the dates were on this. Uh, when he woke up out of his coma, it was like 2018, 2017. Yeah. So he went into a coma like late 90s or the beginning of the 2000s. So he missed a lot of things. Uh, so it's about him coming back and just kind of re re uh, what's it called like readapting to his his, his surroundings and the world that is now uh, in the 2017s. Well, I and, guess it's it's like two sides because it's also not only that he's also got to tell all the stories yeah, of and, where he's and been and dealing with his co- his uh, nephew Takafume who is now like I guess his caretaker slash they live together because his whole family just kind of like fucking dumped him and just said hey we're not dealing with this dude. Um, and he's like, since he showed him that he is from another world or he came from another world, he's really interested because he's like us. He, he would give to be in that situation. And I think that's what shines in this, in this anime is that our connection to the main character, Takafume and his reactions to his uncle's story, because his uncle is so inept. This is not a dude who's like, man, if I went to another world, I would do this and this. He didn't know what to do. He showed up, and not to make, not to begin with, he's ugly as fuck. Yeah, they, they blatantly say it. They call him that is face. like. Well, he, apparently, he looks like an orc. And people like, keep confusing him with an yeah. orc or a goblin. Apparently, That's he crazy. said like the world he went to, everyone's beautiful, and unfortunately, he is not. No. So he shows up, and people are like, "What are you? Stay away from me!" And uh, so he he doesn't go the generic route of being an adventurer who does everything the right way. He is overpowered. He is a magic like mage slash sorcerer and he still gets the girls somehow which is kind of part of the trope story that you get there's a lot of tropes in this and they play on it and it's very meta and it does it well well and i will say i mean like i think he uses very much video game logic in his correct stories i like very early on he talks about one of the bosses he beats he's like well they said I needed this like ultimate weapon, but it was pretty easy once I memorized its move set. And I was just like, yeah, it was a yeah, very like, like old school D and D logic, not new school yeah. like RPG. Like, oh yeah, let's let's go get this awesome weapon and trade with this guy, grab this team. Nah, I'm just gonna yeah, bust his yeah. ass right now. Yeah, it's basically like the old school kind of like I guess speed run for lack of a better term, where you like. If I just memorize everything about the game, I know exactly when right. to hit the buttons. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I was I'm intrigued by the story. There's a lot to take in about it because. So first off, I'm just putting this out there. I like it, but I'm also a nerd. So like everything they talk about, I at least have an idea of what they're talking about. Well, it's, yeah, it's, like, it's an anime for people that know and like isekais because they're making fun of isekais. But it's also for. It is also for people who understand Japanese culture and and the, and the console wars and all this well, other I think, stuff. I yeah. think if you like isekais, you're probably going to be somewhat knowledgeable of Japanese culture. Um, at least try to say you are. But I think if you don't understand a lot of these tropes, it's going to not hit at all. Like if you don't understand that this guy is like – because a lot of the reactions that his, his, that his nephew Takafume has are because he's like – why did you do that? Or did you not realize this girl's in love with you because she's a Sindere? Yeah, right. Things like that. He has this like elf lady who is an obvious Sindere. Clearly and we're all following like, him around. Yeah. Like, every one of us and his nephew are like, that girl is completely into you. We know what that is. But he makes a note that his uncle went into a coma before a Sindere was like a thing. Like it wasn't a thing in the early 2000s. It yeah. became a thing later. 
And that way, that's how uh, he doesn't know. Like, if we were there, we'd be like, I think this lady's into us because we know that's a trope. Tr- God, that was one of my favorite So it's like, jokes. it's, it's self-aware, right? And I mean, <laughs> they do, that was one of my favorite jokes. I guess minor spoilers for, but... The part where he he gives her the ring as like a thing oh, as, as, to, yeah. like, as payment for saving his life, but then like as soon as they get into town, he takes the ring He's back like, oh, and sells it. it. No, the most recent one that came out earlier this, <laughs> this week was like they got drunk and she like he's like oh take let's go to my room I, I I need you to be with me and she's like oh oh okay yeah sure I don't know why we're doing this she's like trying to play the whole Cinderella thing but like she's like oh my god I'm going back to his room with him. And then he finally makes it to his room, and, and he's like, he, he just, "All right, well, thank you. I was drunk. I needed help. Bye." <laughs> Shut the door right in the face. face. Oh so, no! It's it's a bunch of tropes. If if you know it, it's hilarious. Uh, like I understand why Sam doesn't like it. She doesn't know these tropes. She doesn't know when these jokes hit, and it's just like that's all it has. It is jokes. Um, well, and again, it's, it's and also- I think a lot of the comedy hits well because they do the joke. And the, the animation style that they choose, it's like, it's very bland 90% of the time. But when the jokes hit or something like dramatic hits, they up the detail on like a person's face or the situation. Very much like like uh, like One Punch Man or like, um, what's the other one? Um, the predecessor to One Punch Man. Oh, uh, Mob Psycho. Mob Psycho. Like yeah. the art is just very just straightforward, kind of rough edges. I mean, not, not like ugly, but just straightforward. And then when the moment hits, they like over animate someone's face. It, it adds to the hilarity. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I can see that being another problem is the art's kind of rough, but it's not about the art anyway. It's about the comedy. Um, and I do like, it's almost like the real world <laughs> is really rough around the edges and kind of ugly. And then every time they go back to the fantasy world, it like gets a little crisper. Yeah. 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 And so I kind of like those touches. It's, it's a good story, and I would say definitely check it out. But I can also see how it can be a turnoff to some people because I feel like there's some access knowledge where if you're not familiar with this stuff, like this is not going to be your first anime to check out. This is not going to be, no. you know, begin, you know. Um, you have to have some familiarity and knowledge with the whole with the whole culture, because otherwise a lot of these jokes are going to go by so fast, they're just going to fly right over your head. Yeah, and there's they don't they don't explain it, and I think that's fine. And I would I would suggest this for anime fans, any anime fan, definitely check it out. It may not be your deal because it's not there's it's not straightforward. It doesn't have much of a plot right now. I'm kind of hoping that they introduce another character at some point because it's starting to run its course. Uh, I definitely think it's kind of like a one season kind of situation. Um, I think it'll be funny for that whole season uh, unless something big happens. Maybe they get all teleported back to this other world. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool to have the Isekai become an Isekai again. Although, uh, I will say I am impressed that somehow Netflix hasn't fucked it up yet. So we'll That's see another thing. It is on Netflix. No fuck-ups. It's been clean. All right. Moving on to the last one we got on our list today, uh, Call of the Night. So, man, this one's a vibe. I'll tell you that much. This is a... For, to me, this one is all about the music and all about the art because this is a weird kind of isekai. But you want to go into this it, Ozzy? Kind of isekai. The, or, sorry, not weird kind of slice of life. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Call of the Night was one that we actually read. Uh, you recommended it as a manga a couple of episodes ago, and I think we unanimously said it was good. I think you probably already read it before. Uh, I enjoyed it. I did. It is kind of a very just slice of life 
and situation thing where it's just interactions between characters and their growth. Um, and I think maybe, uh, did we know it was getting a adaptation at that point? That was why I picked that one. I, guess I didn't know if you knew, um, but you know, we saw it, we were definitely hyped because of that. So, uh, it's about six episodes in and it's definitely a vibe. It definitely, I think this is a wonderful adaptation. Um, I think it's even better as among as an anime uh, because the vibe that they get, because of the music, because of the colors that they use, because of the animation. The voice um, actors. Oh, the voice yeah. actors are great, but I think the colors are specific to what I, I, I've enjoyed about this because they do a good job of like kind of sticking to a color every scene and using that to kind of... Because this whole... Actually, I think this... Um, minus some flashbacks... This entire anime is based at night. I mean, it's called Call of the Night. They, they do that. have some, yeah, school moments, I guess. Yeah, those are all flashbacks. Though. But, I mean, we didn't get into the premise, but essentially the premise is there's this dude who is having issues sleeping, so he decides to just go out at night. Like He just decides to uh, go out at night and take a walk. As you do. And then he ends up running into this girl that he meets. She seems kind of weird. They end up hanging out. He finds out that she's a vampire. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just a story of them two kind of getting to know each other. His mission is to actually become a vampire as well. But it turns out that he can't become a vampire through her biting him unless she's in love with him. Mm -hmm. So like she can bite his neck all she wants, suck his blood. It's actually normal for vampires to do that for sustenance. But to become a vampire, which is his mission, she has to be in love with him. So that's kind of the premise, and then it's just their everyday interaction. Um, so yeah, I've actually really enjoyed the adaptation. The colors, like I said earlier, are great. Like every other scene has like a different color that they focus on. Like one was like greenish, and like you can't, you don't think of night being green, but it still felt like the right. Color. It kind of felt like the after, like the glow of the city almost. It was yeah, interesting. And, and they're not even yeah. in a big city. They are in a city, but it's not like it's a bustling like. Las Vegas lights going off. Oh no, it's city. not. It's not like Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's just it's just a good feel. It's very like. And yeah, I mean, sorry, technical difficulties, but uh, I was saying it's a, a good ambiance. Um, they make the night feel very like very nice and welcoming, which is I guess the point, right? This guy's enjoying the nighttime, um, and I've enjoyed this anime. I mean, it's it's very straightforward. Like you said, it is kind of a slice of life. Um, they've already introduced more characters, which I think helps it kind of keep rolling. Um, and I'm excited to see how they continue this good adaptation. Well, and what I didn't realize, but I'm learning a lot, kind of looking up stuff. A lot of the ideas were, that the author kind of came up were based off this band. Like the title Call of Night is one of their songs, which I think is actually featured in the anime. But yeah, you definitely get the feel that like he was kind of going for a fun-loving kind of attitude when he wrote this story. And it just it makes you feel kind of at ease, even though there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the story. So I really like the colors are great. The music's great. Just I, I like all of that. I think this might be a tough one for some people because... The story, the focus of the story is kind of abstract. I mean, there is a goal. The guy wants her to fall in love with him so he can become a vampire. But it's very abstract. Like, how the hell do you know when you're going to fall in yeah, love with somebody? And, 
And I, so I think that might be one of those where people will kind of get caught in the middle about what to think about this. But I think overall, if you're just coming at it from a, uh, a likability standpoint, I think this is a good series to kind of watch. And I had it backwards. He has to fall in love with her. And I think the, the big, that, why this is an important part of the plot is because he, we didn't mention this, um, but a part of the main character, uh, Yao, is it Yao, Yao Mi? Yao, Yao for me is uh, the shield that dude. Um, That's now for me. Yeah. Yamori, uh, Ko Yamori. Um, he's honestly an apathetic teenager. I mean, quintessential, like nothing matters. I don't want to go to school. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And he finally finds something that he wants to do, and that's become a vampire. So I think that's what drives the story ultimately is that he wants to feel something. He has this feeling that he wants to complete so he can feel successful because he doesn't have anything. It is a very adolescent-like frame of mind. Uh, I cannot relate to that because I am a grown adult. And they actually had an episode recently where he does deal with a grown adult. And I think they did a good job of uh, kind of having that interaction because he's like, oh, yeah, just don't do anything. Like, run away from your problems. Like, and the adult that he's talking to, you know, he's like, I'm an adult. You can't just do that. Like, I would love to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. But sometimes as an adult, you have to do things you don't want to. Yeah. And I feel like that's where the story is really going to pick back up is um, I think there's a lot of discussions of philosophy in this story, <laughs> more so than any any of the other topics we've talked about. Because really is like the I guess that's the fascinating part about the girl um, is in a sense she has a similar attitude to um, the main character, even though he, as you pointed out, is kind of just an adolescent who's kind of fucking off life, trying to push off life for as long as possible. And she's an immortal vampire. Yeah, she's, she's just, got all she's, time is irrelevant. To time's her. irrelevant to her, so she can do whatever she wants. Right. And it also goes to like some of his. I I don't know if I would call them friends. I guess they're friends, like the other side characters that figure out what he's doing and kind of like their struggle of being like, you know, can we really do this every night? Like, this is weird. Like, can I just say fuck it? Like, what is all this work for? Like, yeah, you can have those thoughts, but when you're at that age, I mean, I argued that it just, you're not there yet. I mean, you'll figure it out. And maybe you can say that when you're 30, but I don't think you can. Yeah, but so it's it's an interesting thing where it's it's kind of dealing with the idea of like, yeah, it would be really sweet to just not do any of that, but can you really afford to act like that and be a part of human society? So anyway, there, there's a lot more to this story. It's pretty deep, and I do like the vibe. Uh, I would definitely say check it out, yeah, and I, I want to see watch. I want to see how they wrap up the season because obviously the manga is still going, so there's plenty left uh, to go with this story. Yeah. Alrighty. I would just say I would recommend it, but just don't get ahead of yourself of what it is. At the end of the day, it is a um, like a slice of life. Like you're not going to get action out of it. You're not going to get like a drama too much out of it. I think the most action was they jumped off a building, but that wasn't even really yeah action. Um. Anyway. Um. So that's going to wrap us on the anime. Twenty twenty two spring season. We're going to see how they summer season. We're going to see how they come together as the summer season wraps up. But uh, that's what we got for now. Um, and that brings us into our manga. So 
this week we're getting hyped up for Chainsaw Man coming yeah, out. Yeah, they're like leaking more and more things. I think they released a, a like an actual trailer, like a full blown trailer. Yeah. recently. So there's a lot of hype going up, but uh, I went back to uh, the first uh, story that got the author off the ground. I know he's had a few short stories, but I think this was his first publicized, publicized uh, long long series, serial serialized, and the yeah. author is Tatsuki Fujimoto. Yeah, so Fujimoto, well known for just stabbing a knife right through your fucking heart. But anyway, um, this series was called Fire Punch. Uh, it's about Ozzy. You read it. I'm gonna let you describe it. What? <laughs> what did you? Why would you describe this? So it's a maybe like an apocalyptic ice age like world where certain people have abilities and. The main character is, I guess, just trying to survive. And it takes, it does dive off the deep end pretty immediately. Um, but essentially, this guy has this regenerative power. Um, his name is um, Agen? Agen? Uh, Agni. Agni, like the god. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, his name is Agni, and he has the ability to regenerate, like, everything. Right. So, um but unfortunately, somehow through a couple ordeals, he ends up being put on fire by another dude who has this ability to create flames. That never but the out. flames can never go out unless that which was covered by the flames dies or perishes or turns to ash. Yeah, it's completely turned But ash. because his regenerative powers are so strong, they kind of combat each other. Therefore, he is constantly on fire and constantly regenerating. And like, like think of Wolverine. Like sometimes, like he can technically be dead, suspended death because he's dying, but also regenerating at the same time. But it's also, yeah. I mean, it also becomes in a way like a weapon of his own vengeance because he's obviously. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but basically, the guy who burned him basically burned away his whole village and his whole yeah. Life. There, there's you a know. story, and it's essentially a revenge story. It's, but yeah, so. Like, the guy otherwise wouldn't really have any weapons, but he's also always carrying around this flame that will burn you until Correct. you die. Yeah, and, and so. let it be known, this flame will not go out. Even when he applies it to something else, that will burn, yeah. and it will die. So, it's kind of like he, he took that other guy's power, in a way, right? So, that's kind of cool. But, it's about his story of, of uh, revenge. Um, he's living now, and he's living in this, like I said, ice-aged world where there is nothing to eat. People are either like taking advantage of other people. Um, there's a little bit of play on like like racism slash society uh, because uh, there's this like cult like place that uses these people who have special abilities and they use them like machines. Like they'll they'll put them to work and not even to work. They'll just put them on a table. Uh, say hey, create oil or create this material and part of that's because allegedly one of them wiped out the world but anyway yeah there's which is another which is another comment the, on government and shit but there's there's a whole lot going on in this story really though it's a story about movies did you make it to the movie so, girl I, I made it far i made it to uh about 40 chapters holy shit yeah dude i love this so i really enjoy this story and i think one of the things that i had going for it was it it went from zero to 60 real quick oh it, yeah it, it, it's like I think they did a good job of just giving you what it is and saying we're running with it and we're not going to sit here and try to like 
set up this story and set up like way too much depth. We're not going to try to make you a sob story. Like it fucking happened. We're moving forward. And yeah. they, they like, Oh, we have like a five, not even five, maybe it was like three chapters of like training and that's it. And we're going to get into if there was even that. Yeah. yeah. But so, no, I think that's what I respect about Fujimoto is I guess one of the themes in his stories is that like the world's not going to wait for you, you know? Yeah, this guy has his own story, but, like, guess what? Like, that's not really what the world... The world isn't going to wait for him to go find this guy and duke out his vengeance. They're going to hunt him down in the process. Because, like, I guess minor spoilers, if you read this story, like, in, <laughs> it goes from he's going on his path for vengeance... So basically, the people that he wants vengeance capture him in like yeah, a third chapter. Literally, like right away, it's like, oh, you're a prisoner now. Like, yeah, they, they like figure they decapitate him and they put him in a box. I was like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. But yes, um, I will say it is very quick paced. So um, if you don't, I, I would say take your time reading it because if you miss something, it's like a blink of an eye. You're like, how did we get here? Um, but I think the. The main character is really great. I like uh, Agni. I like his like vengeance story. I think the the story is very unique. I haven't read a lot. I mean, I like also that it's very aggressive. It's it's you know it is more adult based because there are instances of like uh, like sexual abuse, rape, uh, obviously killing, cannibalism. Like these are very mature concepts that. Yeah. I don't think uh, most kids should be reading. He does not shy away from And that's fine. That. I think that's, yeah. I mean, I'm in that age where I can appreciate that. And the world is cruel. And in a world where you have very little resources, you're trying to get by, the shit happens, man. So, um, and I also like the commentary that he adds to it. Like, you know, we talked about uh, how this government created a lie for people to like get behind their, their, their cause. Like that shit ha- happens like that, you know. There at one point they start building a religion. Shit like that happens. They go into talking about that, um, and I just think it's so straightforward. I think it's very brutally honest. Um, I like the anim- I like the the art. The art's very. Um, I would say. What can I? Uh, what's the closest thing? Um, I get a sense of like, Full Metal Alchemist, but less like, grown more grown up. Maybe yeah. a little, maybe like in between Full Metal Alchemist and um, t- Attack on Titan. I would, I would say it's it lines up closer to Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. a it's, little cleaner than Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan can get a little weird. It is an interesting combination because it's kind of got that charcoal etched look of some of the Attack on Titan, where everything starts getting like a little blurry. If that makes sense, it, it like hints on that. It doesn't yeah, use it that but much. it, but it also all the characters kind of have the same human-like design, yeah. so it never really gets completely out of line like Attack on Titan. Yeah. yeah. So, I I don't know, but man, I fucking... This... I think the only downside, um, I guess, personally, I wasn't thrilled with how it ended, but uh, that's... I'll leave that for you to decide. Well, yeah, it, it is... It's only 80 chapters, so it's, it's been done. It's been done since 2018, I think I saw. Yeah, um, but I think that comes back to Fujimoto just works on what he's interested in, and then as soon as he loses interest, he moves on to another project. Well, I hope that it's not just him losing interest, but him knowing when to finish a story. Yeah, so I, I'm behind 80 chapters. If those 80 chapters gets the story with and moves on, because I love stories that end and end like just when they need to. He doesn't need I, to flesh it 
more. I don't know if I would say that it ended where it needed to, but I will say I think you realized like there was nowhere else for it to go. That's it had run its course. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so, I will definitely finish this as I'm halfway done. Um, I did enjoy it. I actually marathoned it today as well. Um, I read it earlier this week and last week, but I just went through a ton of them today because it was a slow day at work. Um, don't read it at work with people. Oh my god, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, but I definitely will recommend this. This is good. And I, I would love to see this in maybe like a movie or like a short series because I think you could get most of it in a small. Thing. I would say like you could probably do like a six episode, like a three or four a episode OVA or something. Yeah. You could cut out some of the parts. And honestly, it would look so sick because I think a flaming man who that's his main form of attack and battle, like it would look so good seeing like this, the, the, the what's it called like the that city full of like people that were being used that would be so like sick looking like animated i, I think it would yeah. be great i will say i hope this got you hyped for chainsaw man i mean I, I there's clear differences between the two series but i do like what fujimoto does and i do like that he doesn't shy away from the fact that like yeah my story is gonna have lessons it's also gonna be in very brutal so just because well, life is like yeah that. i do like that i'm excited for it i don't want to get into um what's it called uh chainsaw, chainsaw man. man i want to go into it blind just knowing that i like his previous work and hopefully he continues that in a way i don't want it to be the same but i do want his like you said those those aspects to kind of continue yeah i mean i do i have a lot of respect at least right now for his writing i think he i think Honestly, if this guy was a writer, I'd probably read his books because I think he's got a very good perspective. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, I've read Chainsaw Man, so I've got high expectations. But I hope y'all are looking forward to it, too. All right. Uh, With all that, slow back down the hype train. And our manga for next week, uh, I picked, because I believe we haven't read this one before, Rokudo Onitachi. so basically this kid is just a normal kid, but he's at a school that's basically filled with bullies. They're, like everybody else in the school is bullies or like gal girls or like, you know, yeah. So basically his grandfather like says like, oh, I sense that you're going to be in trouble. And he sends him a thing to help him out. And basically it's a curse that's supposed to make him popular with girls is like the way he reads it. But really... It's a curse that makes him popular with bad girls. Girls who are like vi- violent. Oh, no, like criminal girls. Like criminal oh, girls. Like bad, like naughty girls. Well, s- some are. Awesome. Yeah. I guess the, the. Haven't we read something similar to this where he's attracted to uh, like like criminals? But not just girls. Like, no, that's criminale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's a different one. Well, yeah, but it sounds similar. It, it is a, it's an, yeah, it's a similar topic. That's like a bloodline thing. This one is, but this one's different in the sense that like, I guess the line for what makes a criminal is kind of a gray area because you've got like, I guess just if they have bad attitudes, that also counts. I have no idea, but just, and the key difference there is uh, also, it's like, Criminale, it's like criminals were attracted to doing crime on that person. In this case, the girls That's are true. just the girls are just straight up attracted to him for reasons they can't even understand. So. All right, so it sounds like a hero. Can't wait. Uh, definitely. I don't. Eh, it's not. 
I, I hesitate to call it a harem because, uh, but anyway, we'll find out. We'll see. All right, so that one's what you got to look forward to. Again, what's the name? Uh, Rokudo Onitachi. Rokudo Onitachi. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, and uh, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in. Hope you had a good time. And uh, wish you the best of luck in the coming weeks. Email us anything you, uh, any thoughts, suggestions, or comments on uh, the anime you're watching. Anything we should look into. Anything we should watch. Because I will pick up certain things and have them done by the end of the season. Yeah. So, uh, and our email is uh, Raleigh Triangle. Raleigh, Raleigh Anime at gmail.com. Raleigh Anime at gmail.com. Let us know if you have anything. All righty. Uh, thanks again. And uh, y'all have a good rest of your week. Later, everybody. Bye.